Welcome to the TV and Tea podcast. I'm Adriana. And I'm Selena. And we are two sisters that have decided to let the internet into the conversations that we have about TV and pop culture over endless cups of tea. In our house, the reoccurring questions are, is it tea time? To which the answer is always yes. yes. And what are we watching? So pour yourself a cup and get ready to get into it. Hey guys! What's up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of TV and Tea. How is everybody doing? How are you feeling? How are you living? I hope y'all are doing good too. Let us know in the comments. Yes. Give us an update guys. Mm -hmm. How are we feeling this far into the year? This close to the election? What's going on? Gosh, I don't want to talk about <laughs> politics anymore. Oh my gosh. All we do is talk about politics these days. But I am so happy that we're finally in fall. Yes. I'm sorry to all of the YouTube people, but we're going to be in sweaters for the rest of the year. Like, <laughs> I'm so happy that now it's like season appropriate to be comfy. Which is ridiculous because it's literally 97 <laughs> degrees outside because we're in Miami. But it's not 99. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully oh. by, usually Halloween weekend it gets cold and it's like 60. <laughs> and oh, we're like, 60. Yes! <laughs> so hopefully that is, that's coming soon and I can't wait. Oh, yes. Yeah, so excited. And then Christmas. Honestly, in my mind, it's already Christmas. We talked about this earlier yes. in the week. But yeah, I'm just ready for this year to end, if you know what I mean. Wrap it up. <laughs> Claps. Snaps. Snaps for the year to end. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Cannot wait. So give me your quote. Catch us up. How are you feeling this week? What's going on? Okay. So my quote this week is from Jessica Jones and it reads, would you put day drinking under experience or special abilities? Yes. <laughs> Same. <laughs> because I realized after thinking about my week that... I didn't remember much of it because I was drunk for five days in a row. And then I was like, wow, like I, I really just did that. Like no problems. Like nobody even noticed. I was just out here vibing, had some family celebrations, some friend celebrations. And then I looked back on my week and I was like, oh, that's right. I, I had a week. I did things that happened. But yeah. <laughs> I could never, like, <laughs> says the 21-year-old, and I'm looking at her in, like, shock and disbelief because I could literally never. Like, on, I went um, and visited friends this weekend, and we drank on Saturday night, and I probably had, like, two and a half drinks. No, I had, like, two real drinks and a White Claw. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I feel amazing. This is all I ever need in life. <laughs> but I, like, had to sleep in the next morning. I was like... I need, like, a solid sleep. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) What a difference. No wonder you looked at me so horrified. I was just like, yeah, I was drunk five days in a row. And you're there like, are you okay? (laughs) Like, literally, five days in a row? Like, oh, my God, that just sounds painful. Like, I was literally never... It was straight vibes. I mean, I'm going to do, I think I'm going to do like a little detox this week, like not drink. But I mean, it's just because I feel like it, not because I feel like I need it. I used to be like that (laughs) once upon a time when I too was 21. So, you know, okay, well, hey. What about you? (laughs) Okay, so my quote comes from 
this show absolutely fabulous it's like an old 90s show um and it's actually on amazon prime and i'm planning on rewatching it so if anybody wants to join me on that journey they are welcome to i love that show um and so the show the quote says i mean why not just have a stupidity tax just tax the stupid people and that's just how i feel right now <laughs> about the world in general this is like shots fired and you're like yeah so that's how i feel <laughs> you know i just feel like you know the neurons are not firing the the connections are just not there in the brain and just pe- like stupid is just running amok on society and I'm just not here for it. I'm really not. I see. And yeah, that's just where I'm at. I'm just like, I want like, where are the aliens? Someone like wrap this <laughs> shit up. Aliens? Like, as you said before, let's let's wrap this year up. I'm just like, I'm over it. Mm-hmm. I'm over it. I'm over the people. I just like, I need a vacation so badly, which I'm going to take one pretty soon, but it's like, not an ideal vacation <laughs> so it's like i'm not don't even say that your friends are listening adriana it's no it's not that it's just like you know it's not gonna be like a relaxing whatever anyways so it's a trip not a vacation yes i want a vacation i want to be on a beach mm-hmm. with a drink only one or two <laughs> only one or two <laughs> um you know that i want that kind of vibe not the vibe I'm going for. I see it. I see the vibes. You see the vibes? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into this week's show. Let's get into it. Okay. We're talking about ratched. How do you... Ratched? Ratched? Okay, so I, I ratched. thought I thought it was ratched, but after watching the show, How she... How do they say it? Ratched. Ratched. Mm-hmm. Not ratchet with a T, with a D. Ratched. Ratched. They say it really nice, but I feel like when I say it, it sounds like, ugh. Sounds like Ratchet. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> new Ryan Murphy show on Netflix. It's based on the book and movie called Cuckoo. Wait, hold on. Flew over the cuckoo's nest. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yes, there we go. And <laughs> it is about a nurse in a mental hospital mm-hmm. that is evil and crazy. But yes. this is a ryan murphy glossy campy satire version of that yes and you guys know we love ryan murphy like he can do no wrong in my opinion absolutely none but after i finished it i started looking up some reviews and i saw that some people didn't like it i can understand that yeah i really liked it but but by episode eight i was like okay i've had enough (laughs) so i can understand how somebody that's like doesn't get his work could be like, what the F is this? Mm-hmm. Completely. Oh, yeah. So that for makes sure. sense. Yeah. Because there was a lot going on. <laughs> it's just, a, it's a lot going <laughs> this on. This show was very active. You know, there's just, there's a lot of characters. And every single character has a lot going on. And they're doing a lot. And just, it's a lot. And there's like a lot of death in the show. And it. I feel like by the end of the season, you become desensitized to it. And yeah. you're just like, mm, I don't care if these people die. Like, it's weird. Okay, what was your honest opinion on the show? Did you did you really like it or did you just like it because we love him? I, okay, so I, ha- I took so many notes as I was watching every episode. So 
you know, no one like builds a world like Ryan Murphy does. Like the sets. I don't know if you noticed, but the opening scene at the gas station, that's the gas station from Hollywood. Hollywood. I, I like, noticed. Oh, it was so cute because I loved Hollywood. We talked yes. about it. And the guy that played the veteran with the the face, he was in Hollywood. He was also. in Hollywood, yeah. Um, he uses a lot of the actors, same actors. No, I love like, that. I, I really like that. I feel like he definitely picks muses, and Sarah Paulson is one of his muses. For sure. Yeah, like, that role was built for her, but oh continue. Oh my gosh, she was so good. Okay, so nobody builds a world quite like him. He sucks you in from the wardrobe, the set design, just the the camera angle. Like, he really makes you feel like you're in a place. Like, I love the little motel like on the cliff overlooking the water like i, I was it. dying mm-hmm. for the visuals of the show the acting again loved it and i thought the characters were all really dynamic like my favorite character was the the motel owner really <laughs> like she <laughs> that's my bitch like, she was funny i gotta admit she was so <laughs> funny she was so weird she was outspoken she was like the she was like the the thought bubble that that you were thinking. Yes, that, that was like <laughs> echoing everything that was like weird and awkward and just like completely mm-hmm. out of this world about the show. And it kind of like grounded everything for me in the scenes that she was in. Okay, and she had so many like connections to everybody. Like when she was friends with um, with Nurse the, Bucket. Yes, okay. You know? See, she was my favorite. I loved Betsy Bucket. Okay, I can see that. <laughs> But, you know, like, I think those characters were, were really interesting and, like, very layered. Um, so I would say I really liked the show. But I think, like, by the end of it, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, there's still more happening. Like, people are still dying. Like, you don't oh, my like, gosh. You don't like that many episodes. No, but it wasn't even a lot of episodes. It was eight episodes. It was I feel really like eight quick. is a lot compared to what we've been watching recently on Peacock. That's like six episodes. Yeah. I mean, no, but eight episodes is like actually ideal. Like, I think that's the perfect amount of episodes for a season of something. I think it was it was great. I just felt like by the end of it, it was just like so much chaos and everybody was dying. It's like all the people that you were getting accustomed to, they died. You know what Ryan Murphy does that I kind of like, but I feel like a lot of people hate? He does like kind of a, a double climax Like, I don't know if you've noticed Mm -hmm. this, but by episode eight, the show was pretty much wrapped up. You thought you were done. The same thing happened in Hollywood. The same thing happened in both seasons of The Politician. And then the last episode is very different. Something else happened. Like, the, the story restarts again. And I think that's what may have tired you. And I gotta admit, like, the last episode, it was hard for me to watch because I felt like the show was already wrapped up. Same. Yeah. Like, I, but this show was also greenlit for two seasons from the beginning. Oh. So I think he did that because he was setting up a season two. And mm-hmm. he did that in the last five minutes of the show. You definitely saw, like, this is where they're going to take us. Mm-hmm. Um, which I like. And I do like when a season, like, completes the story. Like, I don't like a cliffhanger that's, like, where everything in the first season hasn't mm-hmm. been answered. Like, I hate yeah. that. Um, so no, I me think neither. In that way, it was good. Um, but it confuses people and it tires them out a little. It did tire me out. By Especially. the end, I was just like, 
yeah. now they're in Mexico. Like, I was just like, okay. Yeah, especially when the show is as dramatic as this. Yes. Okay, so, like, let's get into, like, everything. Mm-hmm. Sarah Paulson. Okay, Nurse Ratchet, Mildred Ratchet. She was, okay, this is what I have written down <laughs> for her. She is sick. <laughs> Hold on. She's calm, cool, collected, maniacal, deranged, sociopathic, and completely batshit crazy. Yes. <laughs> to sum it up. Like, that's the way I saw her. She was, you know, always thinking three steps ahead. She had a plan. She was super, like, diligent and determined. And she, like... She knew exactly where she wanted things to go, mm-hmm. even though things kept going awry. Um, you know, she was sticking to her script, to her plan. Like, she had a goal that she wanted to accomplish, and she was going to do it any way she could. Mm-hmm. And as the, the episodes went on, at first you think, like, wow, this lady is, like, batshit crazy. But then... You know, by the end of it, you you felt for her. And you were like, oh, like, I understand, like, the motivation and, like, the, just the driving force behind all of what she was doing. Mm-hmm. And you, you kind of, you were, like, attached to it as much as she was. You end up really feeling for her yeah. by the end. And I have really... Just a couple of things that make me like villains. One of them is that the villain has to be smart. Mm-hmm. She was so smart. Yes. Um, Well-dressed. And she's cute the whole series. The pink <laughs> overcoat that she wore in episode one with the big black buttons. Yeah. Oh, my God. I almost died. <laughs> I, like, jumped out of bed when I saw that coat. I was like, everything. <gasps> die like just yes. die and the yellow outfit from episode one the yellow the outfit hat. in the beginning oh my gosh and like her car like that bright teal like just everything about the styling chef kiss i gotta say chef Perfection. kiss and then Perfection. the last the last thing that makes a villain for me is that they have to have a motivation a motivation I don't like it when people do bad things for no reason. Like, yes. no, like, make us understand. And I feel like by the end, you really do understand her. And even though you do know, like, this lady is insane, you could definitely sympathize. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end, you know, she she goes into this mental hospital, ultimately trying to protect her brother from being executed because she knows that's coming. Mm-hmm. And... But she's really into the medicine of it all. You know, she has faked her credentials. She has lied about being a trained nurse. And she's in this position where she's giving care to patients, performing procedures on patients um, and people that she shouldn't be. And um, but she's really like genuinely like interested. She's acting like she is a full blown nurse. And it's like by the end of it, she sees this kind of like therapy that's really borderline, really inhumane, really kind of barbaric, where in the first couple episodes, she's really into it and she wants to like perform it all and she like Mm -hmm. believes in the science behind it. And by the end of it, she she becomes a human through seeing it. And like by the end of it, she no longer wants to do that. 
Yeah. It was it was very interesting. Yeah. And I liked that she had some principles, some morals to her. That also makes a really good villain, yeah. even though they do bad things. Um, and I think it was a really nice comment on mental health. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, people just see those... Um, those extreme personality disorders or those those extreme mental illnesses and think like okay like that person's sick lock them away whatever mm-hmm. and they don't really think about that person as a person mm-hmm. and with uh, nurse ratchet herself being a little crazy and her brother like being um, mentally ill she mm-hmm. really sympathized with her patients more than i feel like the other nurses did like yes. nurse bucket and um society in general I completely agree. I think because she had such a troubled childhood and she saw that, you know, quote unquote crazy is not always born, it's created. um, She understood that there was layers to the patients and Mm -hmm. there was, you know, different sides to them within their illness and within, you know, a part of their personality that their disease causes for them. you know, in when she's doing the like the conversion therapy for the gay women. Oh, <laughs> you know, she at first she's like, that's a perversion. And then she realizes for herself that she has those same feelings. And she is like she starts to sympathize with them when she is able to acknowledge that in herself. And I said, I like those little moments of her seeing someone's humanity, um, I think ultimately humanized her to the point that we liked her in the end yeah Yeah. and one thing about a ryan murphy show everybody's gay and in real life everybody's a little gay so like you know i just i love how he represents um that community yeah for sure yeah i loved it yeah and like cynthia nixon's character the what's her name um I don't know her her character's name. I don't remember her name. But at first, I didn't even realize that was Cynthia... Gwendolyn Briggs. Gwendolyn Gwen. At first, I didn't even realize that was Cynthia Nixon. And then I was like, oh, wait. Miranda. Miranda. (laughs) I was like, we love Miranda. Yes. And I just... Okay, I want to say I didn't know Sarah Paulson was in a relationship with a woman. Mm Mm-hmm. And after I realized that before watching the show, I just thought, like, wow, it must be so nice for her to play, like, a role that has a same-sex, like, romantic interest. Yeah. Because I haven't seen her in that position before. I don't think so either. Um, And I just thought it was nice. Yeah, it came right on right on time because i feel yeah. like everyone on twitter found out two weeks ago that she was <laughs> in a, a, in a long-term relationship with yeah. a woman um so yeah it was just like okay i i like seeing you gay yeah i agree um i thought it was interesting that cynthia nixon was married and they were both um they were beards yeah they were <laughs> each other's beards and she was like i'm leaving this and her husband was like I can't believe you're going to do this to me. Like, I think in some ways he was like, this is the only way I'm protected, like, as a black man in society, moving through the ranks, like, within law and... I gotta be married to a white lady. To a white lady to be able to validate all of that. And that's got its own things that, you know, that's its own thing. But I just thought... I felt for him when she left. And she was like, I'm gonna go find love. And he was just like, 
girl, why? <laughs> yeah, he was like, I don't, I don't get it, but okay. Yeah. Um, something I didn't like. I didn't like how they portrayed multiple personality disorder with that lady. Um, what was her name? Which one? The black lady. Oh. Yeah, at the end, I mean, you guys know who I'm talking about. Her I don't remember. Character, I don't know her character's name. Yeah, but I don't like how they portrayed multiple personality Charlotte disorder. Charlotte Wells. Charlotte Wells, yeah, because most people with that disorder are not like that. They're not violent. I mean, of course they can be. Anybody can be violent. But I feel like that perpetuated the stigma that that type of personality disorder makes you, like, you know, just, just super dangerous and bad. Because, like, in my deep YouTube um, watching, I have seen videos of people with multiple personality disorder, uh-huh. and they're, they're not like that at all. It's because of trauma that happened to them, mm-hmm. and they, well, the people I've seen have just learned to live with it, and those personalities are a part of them. And their main thing they always say is that, I want to destigmatize this. I don't want people to think I am crazy because I have this. I'm normal just like everyone else. So I feel like that aspect of the show was not that good. And honestly, Charlotte's character was annoying. Yeah. Like, she was just killing everybody. Like, I, Yeah, she was just a lot by the end. I think that's why at the end I was just like, oh my god. Like, here we go again. Like... She comes back, and now she's pretending to be the doctor. Yes. I was just like, oh, my God, here we go. Um, But Ryan Murphy does like it when things are absurd and when things kind of, like, go over the edge. Like, he likes to take it there. I felt like that character was, like, very indicative of the time period that we're in. We're we're set in, like, the late 40s, early 50s, and, you know, they saw any sort of societal or social deviance as just complete lunacy Mm -hmm. and so they saw you in the most extreme light for the most mundane things you know like that little boy um he daydreamed like what what was his what was his mental illness supposed to be like nothing add like I just, I was just like... And they gave him a lobotomy. Right. It was the lobotomies <laughs> for me, too. I was shook. Right. And when, he, uh, I mean, the first set of lobotomies, when he was drilling into everybody's head with everybody's watching, um, I was just like, the evolution of modern medicine is just completely inhumane and has been. And, you know, they've used, you know, people that they could. So black people, um indigenous americans um you know people within mental facilities like that to just perform experiments to get modern society like medically to the place that we are now and just to see that just so openly done it's just like how barbaric was that absolutely and we think like oh these people are geniuses it's like yeah but do you know like the cost of that the actual human cost that it took to get us to where we are now with medicine. It's just like, when you think about it, it's absolutely disgusting. You're like, I want no parts of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the show did a really good thing, way they like portrayed that well. Mm-hmm. Because it was like completely inhumane. Yeah, I agree. Except for Charlotte. Charlotte deserved more. <laughs> <laughs> and she was annoying at the end. I was just like, why? Mm, whatever. What did you think about the brother? Sick. Sick. 
He was just sick. He was the sickest part of the show. I mean, gosh, I feel bad for him because we we hear about um, his Their childhood, childhood and like we get the backstory, but at the same time, it was just okay. I didn't like how he turned on Mildred in the end. I felt like that was a little that was a really big shift just because she wanted to. Um, euthanize him like kill him yeah. her, herself uh-huh. compared to um letting him get the electric chair but maybe it's because he just thought she was always gonna try to save him yeah and towards he the saw end that as a yeah. betrayal yeah and towards the end we did see that mildred realized not everyone can be saved and you have to live your own life you can't you know be living for other people true so but yeah i still didn't like how he turned on her in the end and he was just he was just sick like even that one scene where he said oh if i can't be in love like you'll just have to do like making light of their abuse i was yeah. just like he's he was sick to me yeah he was he was the grossest part of the show to me even how he um quote-unquote fell in love with the nurse um what was her name dolly 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 confused me too as a character like she was all over the place she she was all over the place baby like at the end when she just came out guns ablazing straight bonnie and clyde like oh yeah she drank the kool-aid and was like i'm riding for you till the end (laughs) yeah i wasn't expecting that from her i felt like we should have gotten a little bit more of an indication that she was going to do that um but yeah continue um even how he first had her like pleasure him like i just felt like he was very manipulative because he was like good looking and he knew it and he was just gross to me like even like did they really explain why he killed the the priest yes because his, i feel like i missed that i was just like i missed something here his mom was assaulted by a priest and left her so he killed and assaulted that priest and oh. other priests oh so that was his actual mother he was talking about yes oh i felt like he was lying oh no like he had a trauma before oh, okay yeah that's how he became an orphan the mom died and I Got guess it. she told him the story before Got it. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. And then the child, their childhood. I mean, <laughs> it's a weird when they were reenacting her, their childhood and how they met and how they became like brother and sister. Um, all I could think about was like, this is what I picture like Jeffrey Epstein and like the Warfare and the Walmart like <laughs> conspiracies. <laughs> like this is what I'm picturing that to be like. Like mm-hmm. rich people buying children, you know, and just having them has as these weird sex slave show things. Like this is pedophile island. Like that's what I was picturing. <laughs> Pedophile, when... according to her dad. <laughs> yeah, like that's what I was picturing the whole time. And then from the very beginning, my first thought when Ratchet was like trying to get into the hospital, I was like, it has to do with the guy. And I was like, they're probably brother and sister or they were married or something. 
And I was just like, this is some brother-sister nasty movie stuff. Brother-sister nasty movie. <laughs> yeah, at first I thought it was brother-sister nasty movie, but then as it went on, like, you realize, oh, okay, it's it was not abuse. their fault. Yeah, like, it wasn't on them. To explain what we mean, years ago, I read Flowers in the Attic, and if you if you know what I'm talking about, just Google it. It's a series of books, and then Lifetime made a series of movies, and it's about, like, an ancestral brother sister relationship. So we call the the movies like <laughs> one day I was watching I was I sat down to watch the movies after I read the book. I don't know why. And they we were in the living room and the entire family watched it and we were just like this is some brother sister nasty movie shit. <laughs> and so now anytime something comes up like this we're just like it's brother sister nasty vibes yeah <laughs> and by pedophile um i meant like a pedophile a pedophile yeah because our dad thick jamaican accent and he just that's how he says it that's how he says it <laughs> so just so you know what's going on mm-hmm. um yeah and then hanover i just felt like what a mess of a character like i hated dr hanover I he gotta was say. such a druggie like he was shooting <laughs> snorting taking everything i was like what's wrong with this man do you sympathize with um like drug addicts on screen because i'm always very i mean sometimes i sympathize with them but in dr hanover's case i was just like you need to do better i I was like you're a doctor please get it together right (laughs) i don't i know that you know drug abuse and addiction is a disease and I think it can be triggered by a lot of different things um especially with like opioids which is what he was doing essentially um I don't know I just I don't like drug use and as someone that spent a long time on like prescription pain meds and it was never really like addicted I just feel like What's the reason? Mm-hmm. What is the re- I just feel like in 2020, what is the reason? Like, what is the reason? Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like we have so much knowledge. And I know that, that a huge part of addiction is completely out of your control. Um, but what is the reason? I don't know. I have very mixed feelings about drug use. Yeah. And I don't like people abusing their power. Like, you're a doctor. You have all of this access to these medications. And this is, like, what you're going to do. How about treating your patients? Like, no. And he was a scammer. Like, he oh, yeah. he had, he really should have lost his license back in the Philippines when he cut off the boy's arms and was on LSD and whatever. Um, that whole thing. But then he thought, like, like, only a man would be like, yes, I should continue practicing medicine like no sir go sit down and like become a waiter like relax (laughs) yeah he just gave me like weak man energy like oh yeah he was a baby about everything like everything was the fact that nurse ratchet came in and was able to take over like no questions like small dick energy (laughs) uh gosh i mean i love the women empowerment but I just feel like the way Ryan Murphy portrays men sometimes, you just, like, hate them. (laughs) I love that, (laughs) I mean, I feel it. It's just, like, it's interesting. It is interesting. He doesn't do... He does, like... I feel like he doesn't do, like, strong male persona. (laughs) No, he doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Like, every... The men in his shows are very, like... Yeah, <laughs> very just 
weak and kind of like feeble. Yeah, for sure. And even when, okay, I thought the backstory was supposed to make us like him, but even the reason why he ended up um, treating that rich lady's son, like, he was not taking care of his family. Right. Like, sir. You're just <laughs> shitty all around. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I felt, I was so over him when he got his. I was like, good riddance, goodbye. I'm so sick of you. I was done with him. Yeah, for sure. And like, what an idiot. Why would he put her back in a closet knowing that that's where her trauma stems from? Like, I just could not stand him. Like, he, he wasn't was the a real worst doctor. doctor ever. He was barely a doctor. Like, let's be real. <laughs> He's what grandma would call like a, these small town doctors. These yeah. country doctors. <laughs> he just needed to sit down. Like, he thought he was going to revolutionize mental Medicine. health. And it was just like, no. With torture. Oh my god, he was sick. Sick. <laughs> um, Sharon Stone's character. How much did you love her? Was that the rich lady? Yes. Moment of <laughs> silence for this lady because she might have actually been more of my favorite character, the nurse bucket. She was fabulous. No, the thing is that like I want to be her for Halloween. Her house, <laughs> that's my style. Like That's my decor style. Like I love that retro art deco just completely absurd opulence like that the 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 marble jade bathroom yes the wallpaper all of the tchotchka like i'm not a fan of tchotchka like i I do adopt more of a minimalist modern style yeah but like when you go for it and you do it right it just it hits different even the garden with all of the plants yes like the fact that oh my god that was just gorgeous like i was living for her when she came to the town and mildred met her at the hotel and she had on that all black velvet outfit with the gold and pearl crown i was Mm -hmm. like i literally cannot with this wardrobe i was (laughs) dying dead i was obsessed i'm gonna be here for halloween like i and then the monkey with the matching outfits. The monkey! <laughs> it was the monkey for me. And the fact that the monkey got all of the money, money when she died, loved it. Loved it. It was, like, perfect. I was yeah. living. Mm-hmm. She was everything. Yeah. And I feel like Ryan Murphy does the devoted, fabulous mother so well. Oh, my God. Like, that character shows up in every one of his shows. <laughs> yeah, he loves that. Yeah. Oh my god, she was great. I loved her. I Her house was just ugh, sick. And like even her help in those little matching like yellow yeah. satin outfits. I was like, oh my god, Everything. yes, the staff is dressed to perfection. Everything. Oh my god, I was loving her. Yeah. I liked it. I, overall, what would you give the show? It's not Ryan's, it's not my favorite Ryan Murphy show. No. I would say my favorite one is Hollywood, but um, I would give this show a solid eight, eight and a half. It's up there. It's not a nine, but it's like eight, eight and a half. Oh, yeah. Somewhere between like a 7.8 and an 8.1 for me. Okay. You know, somewhere in there. It's a fun watch. It is a fun watch. I would highly recommend it. It's just, you know, 
I understand why people had bones to pick with it. But then again, I feel like the politician is one of the greatest pieces of television like ever. And then people are like, it's the worst Ryan Murphy series ever. So I don't know. You know, he has another movie coming out in December. A movie? Yes, he's he's doing a movie, I think, with Netflix. Um, Ooh. And it comes out like December, right around Christmas time. It looks really cute. Okay. So it's another one with a stacked cast. Okay, I'm going to need that in my life. Netflix is still coming out with things, but I'm very disappointed in the, the other stations and um, the movie industry. But we'll get into that in the tea portion. <laughs> okay, so that's what we have for Ratchet. That was great. That was a good watch. I mm-hmm. liked it a lot. I liked it. I Ryan Murphy can do no wrong. Yep. Okay, so it's time for tea. Time for tea. Let's get into it. What do you have for me? Hit me with the first story big story of the week finally we have a big story and it came right on time uh yes it's super annoying when things happen right after we record yes but tori lanes was finally charged in the shooting of megan the stallion let me just read you his charges um he faces two felonies which are assault with a semi-automatic firearm and carrying a loaded unregistered firearm in a vehicle so finally anybody who doubted that megan the stallion was not shot has nothing to say now or should have nothing to say now right yeah great love that for him Mm -hmm. that's all i have to say i mean i didn't listen to his like record that he put out alleging that he didn't do it um he's ridiculous i just that record was also so confusing oh yeah we didn't talk about that he came out with like a whole project saying that he didn't do it and that him and megan were in a relationship that was confirmed Mm -hmm. but it's just like he said that he said sorry but then he was claiming that he didn't do it why are you apologizing for something you didn't do right you're a mess sir (laughs) go back into hiding right (laughs) very strange very weird you're lying, bruh. Yeah. Um, great. Love that for him. We'll see what happens in that case, but I hope justice is served and, you know, I hope Megan is still healing well. Same here. What do you have for us today? Okay. Um, okay, so Morgan Wallen, many people might not know who he is. He is a country singer. He was scheduled to perform this Saturday on Saturday Night Live and Saturday Night Live has pulled his appearance because he was out here whiling in the COVID. <laughs> he was seen this this past Monday um, on TikTok, on more than one TikTok video from different users at an Alabama, what is this? A football game? Football game college football game the Mm -hmm. alabama college football game that was this past weekend he was at the game he was in a bar and he was at a house party they were both packed nobody was wearing um masks he was taking shots he was making out with girls he was getting lit and he was turned the fuck up i'm looking at the photo right now so funny (laughs) um it was hilarious and the videos are just like wild like he's literally like drunkenly making out with a girl in the bar and i just like live for that kind of like messy college moment you do but in covid like sir you're a professional you gotta hold it down but he's like a kind of like 
country's young bad boy. His music is great and I love him. But like last year he got arrested for like a DUI. So he's like had, he has a little bit of a checkered past. Oh, he's a little wild. Yeah. No, but I actually like that. I love that. (laughs) Don't be a goody two-shoes country singer. I like my country singers messy. Exactly. (laughs) Same. And so, you know, this is kind of like par the course for his brand. (laughs) It's very on brand. (laughs) It's very on brand. Yeah, but, but SNL pulled his performance. And that is what I'm very sad about because I really like him and I was actually really looking forward to this video. Like, I don't watch SNL, but I always look it up on YouTube. And so, like, I was looking forward to this. I was like, yes, I'm here for this. Um, but we're not going to get that because of the COVID. <laughs> you got to social distance, people. Yeah. We're you, not out of the, we're not in the clear. Yeah, you can't be wilding out here. Go to your little football game and go home. <laughs> I just think that's so funny. Like, they were like, nope, sorry, please don't show up. You're, we're good. I mean, if the president of the United States can get COVID, like, anyone can get COVID. So I understand why SNL made that decision. For sure. They're, they're protecting, like, the larger body. You know, mm-hmm. it's, like, all the performers, all the writers. There's a lot of people. They even have a... Uh, an audience, you know, they oh, have a they... limited audience. Oh, wow. So that's a lot of people that could potentially get sick from his, like, you know, from him. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, in other news, Julianne Huff and her husband, Brooks Lake, have been separated for a couple months now, but recently they've been spotted out in LA grabbing lunch, running errands, and a source close to them, according to People Magazine, said that they're considering getting back together. Hmm. I didn't know she was separated. Yeah, apparently she's a tyrant in that relationship. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the word I was expecting. Apparently, allegedly. Interesting. Yeah, but they're, they're out and about, so, you know. They might be getting back. I don't know who her husband is. Like, Brooks Julianne Lake. Huff is... Wait. Julianne Huff? Juliana. Yes. Julianne. Derek Huff's sister. Okay, yeah. Country singer dancing yeah, with yeah, the stars. Yeah. yeah. Brooks Lake. I feel like he's an athlete. Hmm. Okay. He's very tall. She's not really a, a, a celebrity I pay attention to. Me neither. Oh, he's an ice hockey player. Yeah, I knew he was an athlete. Oh, he's cute. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, well, good for her, I guess. Oh. She got really weird. She's in, like, she's joined the, um, what is that called? Uh, <laughs> motivational speaking world. Like she oh, goes, really? She's, like, on tour with, like, Tony Robbins, and she does all this, like, weird meditation, like... <laughs> motivational speaking stuff now and i feel like she got really weird so (laughs) i can understand like if she drinks some some weird kool-aid from that kind of like environment and he was probably like you're fucking weird now (laughs) the motivational speaking community is so toxic yeah and tony robbins (laughs) is like one of the most toxic motivational speakers like he's very (laughs) controversial so i could see how she could be considered like yeah i could see the split mm-hmm. but they're working on it good for them yeah it was it was kind of big news when they split like it was on a bunch of youtube drama channels mm-hmm. um so yeah that's why i've been keeping up with the story hmm. interesting okay so 
this week, Sharon Stone and Cynthia Nixon were on Watch What Happens Live mm-hmm. with Andy Cohen. And they asked Virtually? Sharon... Yeah. Oh, okay. They asked Sharon Stone if she would want to join the cast of Sex and the City to replace Samantha <gasps> um, and play that role for a third movie. Because it's it's... They've always talked about doing a third movie, but obviously there's controversy between Carrie Bradshaw and who's Samantha played by? Mm, don't know her name. Don't remember her name. I'll look it up. Continue. Um, and so they were like, you know, that's kind of similar casting. They have very similar like looks. Um, would you be interested in the part? And she was. She said like, yes, absolutely. I think that would be really interesting. Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall. Um, that would be really interesting if they wanted me to, to, to do that. Um, I would consider it. And how do you feel? I don't mind it. What? Okay, because I just love Sex in the City, and I feel like I need more. Like, if they were to bring back the series, I would watch every episode. Yeah, but with the original four, you can't replace Samantha. She's, like, the most iconic character from the show. Like, okay, this is my thing. Indeed. You have to keep the integrity of the show, and if you're not going to bring it back with all four girls, it's over. The time has passed. The day is dead. Like, it's it's done. We're, we're putting it in the coffin. It's dead. Like, it's dead. I've just it's done. I've just rewatched that those movies and that show so many times. Like, I just feel like I need more. And also, I recommend every woman to watch Sex in the City. I just feel like it's such a coming-of-age moment. Mm-hmm. And the younger generation needs to be reintroduced to it. I understand that, but, like, watch the reruns. Like, I just... I cannot imagine. Like, she's my favorite character, so I just feel personally assaulted. Samantha's your favorite? Yes. I mean, I love Samantha, (laughs) but it's just like, I don't know. I feel like the show must go on. Absolutely (laughs) not. I'm not here for it. Um, I'm looking at her now. And Um, then there was, I read an article that they are saying, like, if they are going to bring it back, they want to replace her with, like, a woman of color. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, what are we doing, people? Like, it's done. It's over. You no longer get along. You've ruined your chance at a third movie. Like, it's dead. Like, it's over. Like, the moment has passed. And as much as we love it, we just have to love it from afar. It's like. Okay. Maybe not replace her, but I would be okay with them doing it without her. I should think that's weird. Samantha's How just not in Sex in the City and just not have Samantha? And not have Kim Cattrall as Samantha. Like, she is Samantha. I don't know. I cannot. I do not endorse at all. Looks like we're torn on this one. Let us know <laughs> How what you, you guys think. I in think the, the moment has passed. I think if they were going to do a third movie, it should have been done already. With the original four. Guess so. That's like being like, oh, we're going to replace Big. Like, we're just going to fit okay, another no, character. You can't, you can't replace Big. Exactly. That's crazy. It would be like, let's replace Charlotte. Like, no, you can't just uh, replace one of the actresses with someone Charlotte. else that sort of looks like her. It's just like, the voice is different. The the stylist, like, come on, people. This is, this is iconic television. Let's not ruin it by... Just trying to beat a dead horse to death. I'm going to rewatch the movies again anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like, wow, I should get another cup of tea and go watch them before I go to sleep. Um, in other <laughs> news, Dune 
new movie featuring Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya was set to be released this December, but is tragically being pushed to October of 2021, and I'm upset. The movie industry needs to get it together, and they need to release these things, like, on demand, not in theaters, something. Because I need a Timothy Chalamet movie, I love him, and I just, it's just not fair. Um, that's happening a lot. You know, things are just not being able to go back into production. Another thing I wanted to talk about was, like, Glow on Netflix, which is a conversation we had earlier. Netflix has canceled Glow, even though they are halfway through filming the season when COVID hit and they had to spend. Um, you know, these productions are just unable to function. Jurassic Park had to, to suspend filming on their latest movie. Um, until further notice, you know, it's happening. Like, the movie industry and, and production is really catching hell. I'm mad, okay? I'm very mad. Because they put out Tenet, and Tenet was amazing. Have you watched it? No. You need to. Okay. It's on Fandango. You can rent it for okay. a couple bucks. And it's just like, you're still making money that way. Of course, you're not going to make all of the money back, but... How, like, the, is the movie even going to be relevant next year? Are you, like, are people even going to still want to see it? Because I know I will. I love Timothy Chalamet. But with that type of sci-fi movie, I don't know. There was so much buzz around it. And now it's just, like, give us 12 months. I even read today the next Pixar Disney movie that's set to, that was set to be released is going straight to Disney Plus, like they did with Mulan. You know, that's how you got to do it. They they're they're not releasing it to theaters. But I understand that. Like, the, how is anyone going to the movies right now? Are movie theaters open again? In South Florida? Yeah, not in Miami-Dade. OK, well, you know, it's just times are different. The world is changing. COVID-19 has done for society what like the next like 60 years should have done. Yeah. In terms of like what's. Where, how we consume things, what we do in public, how we gather. And who's to say that, that the movie theaters will be back and running by next year? A lot of theaters are going out of business. So it's just like, Dune, production, why are you saving a movie for next year when next year all the theaters could be closed? Next year, October? October of next wow. year, a whole year. Like, what What was the reason? <laughs> what was the reason? Let me know, okay? Why didn't they just do a digital release? I don't know, Adriana. I don't know. Sell it like they sold Mulan, $30. I don't know. They could have had it right on Fandango for $30 to rent. No, like they released like, it to everything. They released yeah. it to Xfinity. They released it to Amazon. They released it everywhere and just make it a higher amount like they did with tenet i mean tenet was in theaters as well but i doubt it did that well in the theaters but like still release put out the movies i'm tired you know what i dog okay final thing a little real housewife news my favorite um we have a black woman joining the real housewives of new york her name is ebony k williams super exciting news um she says nyc is filled with successful and dynamic black women and i'm excited to join the legendary franchise as the first black housewife i love it very exciting she's very pretty young she oh she's young let me see her 
the host of y'all gotta look her up oh she's so pretty she's the executive producer and host of revolt black news on oh, revolt tv we love that for her right? i think she'll vibe with um leah leah yes i think she's great like you know i'm not like familiar with her previously but i'm here for it let's get some color on, on new york like new york is one of the most diverse cities in the world and i'm sorry like i mean i feel like the old the old dynamic of a show was definitely old money upper east side and now it's they're getting new blood yeah they're trying to freshen it up yes it's can't, necessary can't wait yeah super good and she's author is also an art an author so great love it can't wait we love that for them. And then I actually have one more thing, too. So, apparently, Allie Brooke from Fifth Harmony is coming out with a memoir in a couple days, actually. Wow, October 13th. And in the memoir, it came out that she is saving herself for marriage. Um, and she is 27 years old. So that's making the the rounds this week in the news. And I mean, nice for her. I always think that's so interesting, like the idea of virginity and what it means to people and the connection to religion, of course. Um, you know. Yeah. It's not for everybody, but... It's not for everybody. It's respectable, for sure. Yeah, and I feel like as long as it doesn't come from a place of, like, shame and, like... For sure. Negative view of sex and sexuality, Mm -hmm. like, great. If that empowers you, girl, go for it. For sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Good for her. Yeah. And that's all we have for you guys this week. Thanks for tuning in. (laughs) Thank you so much for watching and listening Go ahead and subscribe to us wherever you're listening to us on Apple, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever. The YouTube. The YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Leave us a rating and review. Tell us something nice. Leave us a comment. Give us your thoughts on this episode and all of our previous ones. And we will be back next Friday for another episode of the TVT Podcast. Bye, guys. Peace out.